0: Swing a fly ball to right field. This one is deep. And it's goal A home run! Rocks off winner for Alex Camilla! Swing and a miss! He got him on strike! Oh, baby! You are listening to Impact Sports Radio, and this is Tiger Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, young and old, polka dot and stripe, and welcome to another edition of Tiger Talk. I'm your host Tony Garcia, joined by, on the phone by my co-host Richie Casalina. How you doing today, Rich?
1: Doing good, Tony. Good to be back. It's been a few episodes since Tiger Talk, hasn't
0: it? It has been. It's been a little while and we would love to apologize for that, but we're going to make up for it with a great show today. We are also joined by the infamous Anthony Serafino coming on in a few minutes here. But before we get started with that, I think first things first, got to talk David Price, wouldn't you say? Oh,
1: absolutely. I mean, that is the trade. It wasn't a few days ago, though.
0: No, certainly. And uh, what what'd you make of his? What'd you make of his first start last night on uh, on Tuesday against the Yankees?
1: I uh, first, of all, I just want to say that I was I was on the other end of the spectrum. I know everyone was surprised, shocked, and mostly ecstatic that we got him, but I wasn't completely sold on the idea of you know losing Smiley and Jackson in favor of David Price. But you know, after seeing an eight and two thirds pitch, I mean, pretty flawless innings uh, as his first you know start at Tigers uniform. I think I'm getting more comfortable with the idea. Of David Price starting first in the
0: playoffs. Absolutely, and the fact that he went eight and two-thirds innings with just three earned runs, which is a quality start, and no walks, ten strikeouts. In right. after he he is going on an extra day of rest, so that can although that sounds like an added benefit when you're joining a new team, having additional uh, something else on your mind like that could throw someone uh for uh, for a curveball, he handled it no problem. He's in the he's in the Bronx, he's at Yankee Stadium, very high profile. Also could have phased him. No matter. He went about his daily business. And I mean he was the I think this was the typical David Price start. Every single number he had was right on line with his season averages and I mean that was stellar. Yeah, he was
1: uh, he was a little shaky at the beginning, but he fell down um, it's actually the first time had kind of a little stab here for it, Tony. First time a Tiger starter who just got a, his first start in a Tigers uniform uh, struck out ten players in a single game. Yeah, in over like a hundred
0: years or so or ever. Yeah, welcome David Price to
1: trick.
0: Unbelievable. What is that? What what did you take away from that, Fino?
2: Well, first of all, Tone, it's uh good to be on with both you and Richie back here on Tiger Talk. I do enjoy talking baseball and especially with you, Tony. So it's good to be back here. So thank you for the invitation. Uh what did I think? Uh, I lost a bet. That's what I thought, because Historically, David Price isn't too hot at Yankee Stadium. Uh, So I lost a bet that said, yes, I'm a gambler. I went out there. I'm like, you know what? Let me put my money where my mouth is. And I thought uh, he would have four earned runs or more. He had three. But I thought it was a great start. Eight and two-thirds. Now he was gassed. I thought he was going to try to go for nine innings. But you can see Brad Ausmus taking him out. I thought it was a great start. You know, Richie nailed it on the head. Shaky at first, but he got, you know, you got jitters in your first start. That's everyone's normal, everyone's human. So, that being said, he settled down. The jitters came down, he's getting keeping the ball down. Off speed stuff looked really good. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again David Price is the second best hand, second best left handed pitcher in baseball. And we saw why last night he battled 10 strikeouts. Great debut,
0: certainly. And you heard it uh, first hand from Alex Avila, who got the which had his first opportunity to catch for him. And, I mean, you could just see it on his face after his post game conference when he was talking about just how dirty that changeup was and how no one really had a chance to hit it. But I think you guys, as you said, you're both absolutely right. Uh, Started rough and then worked towards and settled in and got to his own um, later through the start. But I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that his troubles have stemmed from giving up the long ball this season, and he's in New York with the shortest porch.
2: There's no doubt about it. I mean, look, Yankee Stadium, I've said it for years. It's an j- absolute joke of a stadium. It's a complete bandbox, which is why Derek Jeter has inflated stats, but that's another topic. But look, I think yesterday we saw, yeah, the short porch, three earned, 10 strikeouts, two home runs allowed, one to Prado. One to Brian McCann. They were no doubters, in my opinion. I don't care how short the stadium was. Those were legitimate home runs. But after he settled in, Tony, it really was a domination. And this is what we saw from the Tigers. They're back after their bullpen. If they can get seven innings at every starter, Jabba, Soria, Nathan will be their rotation. I'm sorry, will be their bullpen in that postseason, which they'll heavily rely on.
0: That was a thing of beauty at the end of the game. Yeah, finally the Tigers relievers stepped up in a close game, and and just nailed it down. It wasn't they weren't they weren't even shaky late innings. They were rock solid, right, Rich?
1: Oh, absolutely! It was exciting and really relieving to see eight Yankees pitchers come out for them, and we only had what three relievers come out and do the job flawlessly.
2: You know, when you look at it too, it's a classic. Over managing the baseball game is my biggest pet peeve, and Joe Girardi is a big, you know, he's very susceptible to that, to doing managing that way, doing stuff like that, you know, as a rookie man. I know he's not a rookie manager, but that's something you almost see out of a rookie manager. I haven't really seen that at Brad Ausmus. He's trusting his guys, and you nailed it, Tony. Tigers bullpen, three and a third innings pitched, no hits, two strikeouts. They were dominant, no runs allowed, obviously. Very good, and Joe Nathan a peaceful nine pitch save.
0: Yeah, and uh, and I guess I, I'm gonna have to give myself a little bit of a pat on the back here, as when I, when Soria was traded, it was it was evident. I'm sure I'm not the only one who knew this, but it was that that lit a fire right under Joe Nathan. It was a Absolutely. shape up or ship out type situation, and he has performed how we expected him to from the beginning of the season.
1: What we wanted to see Joe Nathan do.
0: There, that's how I
1: How many sparks now without giving up a blown save? It's been probably like close to twelve. Didn't have any in the month of July.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, I saw that. I think it was. I think twelve is the number. Well, I'm gonna yeah. have to double check that one. But
1: yeah, I'm, unbelievable.
0: Certainly was. The Tigers weren't the only ones making moves around the deadline, though. And I believe it was their number one, not necessarily rival, number one competition who also made some big moves in the Oakland Athletics.
2: Little fact check for you, Tony and Richie. Last blown save for Joe Nathan, June 21st. He did get the win in that decision, a 5-4 win at Cleveland. But yeah, Richie, spot on. In July, four saves. 0-1, if you really look at it, ERA was three in that month. But no blown saves. He saved all opportunities that he had. So pretty nice stuff. And August fast start already off to two saves in two games. Pretty nice.
0: Can't ask for much more than that. That's exactly what we're looking for. And that's what this A's bullpen has looked like that the Tigers are trying to compete with. And the A's, knowing the Tigers are trying to compete with their bullpen, made a move to compete with the Tigers' starting rotation by acquiring Lester on the last day of that deadline. just that was, before.
1: That, that was such a fun little... Last few days, I want to call it a rivalry. You know what, Tony? Let's start it right here. Let's call it a rivalry, Athletic I because it's been heated for the last few years.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's there's been no one else who 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 have run in a collision course in the playoffs more frequently and recently than those two. Are we
2: really gonna call it a rivalry, though? I mean, like, as far as
0: baseball goes,
2: uh, I'm not really buying it yet. I just think they're just two good teams that play against each other. I know that sounds very. I don't know. It's, it, it sounds very diplomatic to a sense, but I don't know if I'm gonna go far and say, you know what, Vino, this is a rivalry. I'm not buying that.
0: You remember that uh, Grant Balfour, Victor Martinez kinda heated yeah. at
2: bat last
0: postseason I'll and then and then the Tigers are Justin Verlander calling out when the A's signed Samarja and then they go out and sign Lester and we mm-hmm. sign or the Tigers excuse me sign Price and then and then they shoot back at Verlander like, oh, who's the one trying to match you? I mean, there's, there's some tension between the clubs. Maybe.
2: Maybe. But, you know, we were talking about it on the pack, Tony. And when you really look at it, the A's know what they're doing. The Tigers know what they're doing. And my point that I'm trying to make is – the Tigers are very aware that they're going to give away and lose Max Scherzer this offseason. I think that's something we can all agree on. So you get David Price to not only improve your chances this year at winning a World Series title, he's under team control next year. John Lester, they acquired him sheerly for a rental and postseason success. It's a big gamble when you give a Jonas Cespedes away for that, who had a big night yesterday, a three-hit night. So when you're giving that up, and you're looking at, hey, this is what we're doing, I think it's one team just finding whatever they fit. Dave Dombrowski is doing what he does best for this Tigers club. And you know what? You can call it a rivalry. I'm not buying it just yet because, you know what, every time I've looked at it, the Tigers have gotten the better end of the stick. True. You got it. So but, how is that a rivalry? It's one more of, the, of a domination kind of ordeal.
0: One of the classic rivalry lines is both teams need to win in order for it to be a 100%. rivalry. So – I agree. I see that, but we're close. We're closing yeah. in on it.
2: Unless, unless Detroit loses to Oakland. So yeah. So, <laughs> so maybe. I don't, I don't think that's happening. I think Oakland loses.
0: Let's hope there's no rivalry in that case. Then right? let's yeah. just keep it going. Keep the ball rolling.
1: Well, we were two two, out, or two innings away from losing that game in Game Four in ALDS. You know, Athletics aren't anything to joke around with. They oh, are no. a strong team.
2: But they didn't lose. The Tigers won. And so when it really looks when when you look at it to me, yeah, but. The A's are a great team. I'm not taking anything away from the A's.
0: I've heard you say best team in baseball, right?
2: One of the best teams in okay. baseball. I don't think the Tigers are even the best team. I think the Tigers are the third best team in the American League. That just shows you how deep.
0: You and your Angels. I love Why the I Angels.
2: And they're great. But, you know, they're at a collision course with the Dodgers this se- this week, which is a great series if you've been watching it. But that that's not disrespectful because the American League is clearly, and I'm a National League guy, the American League is clearly a better league offensively, and right now, the pitching tables are turning to the American League, which is always National League dominant.
0: It certainly has been. And one of those reasons that the pitching stats were better in the National League was facing eight hitters and a pitcher as opposed to facing nine hitters. But you're right, American League starters. I mean, they're, they're, the power arms are in the American League, and and it's um, yeah, I mean, starting look, to catch up. Yeah, I mean, look,
2: there's power arms, and to me, I'm just curious to you know. I know this doesn't really, really matter about Tigers, but— if this team gets into the postseason, this guy is the best pitcher in baseball, in my opinion. It's Felix Hernandez. And Felix Hernandez last night, I don't know what you saw out of him, Richie, last night. This guy is the real friggin' deal. He's a oh, really man. good pitcher. And when they get all jacked up over there in Seattle at the Kings Court, I know why the court is for the King. Because yesterday, he is so dominant. He hasn't allowed two earned runs in a st- in a, in a start since when?
0: 15. 18 straight of seven innings more or two runs. Richie, speak to that, that's please, because I can't.
2: That's ridiculous. Yeah,
1: I know. You know, earlier in the season I was saying, if I want to see a matchup that's more exciting in the World Series, even though it's not going to happen, it's going to be Felix Hernandez versus Clayton Kershaw. Because I think, by far, A-L and L, those are the two best pitches in the NLB right now. And it's it's amazing to see people go out, because that's what we used to see from Verlander, and we saw a bit of it from Scherzer there is being able to go out and pitch eight innings every single time. And there's nothing more exciting in baseball than, you know, thinking of no hair perfect game might happen as you sit down in your seats for the game before it even happens.
2: It's a shame we'll yes, never get yes. to see that because they're 11 games back of Oakland.
1: It's yeah. a shame. And
2: they're I over 500.
1: It's so messed up.
2: Yeah, really. And wild card, I believe they're nine games back of my team, the Angels. So it's just ridiculous when you look at it. Uh, so I just feel bad for them. They're one game back. I keep forgetting there's two wild. cards. I was just about to say, keep, don't count them out. I keep forgetting there's two wild cards, but I still don't think they'd beat the Angels in a playoff. I but, think
0: I think but, they would beat the Angels in a playoff. It's a one game playoff, King Felix. You versus Garrett Richards. Yes, who who is? I keep
2: forgetting there's who, two playoff know, is, teams.
0: Isn't that a a to, uh, it, something it's something I don't know what that should be a three
2: it. game series can we I, I know that I, should be a three game
0: series. I'm so happy that's a, that that's a joke I'm so happy that the Tigers haven't had to like haven't had to deal with that or even think about that possibility of, of technically yes you made the playoffs if you're in that wild card game you're in that you're in the in the October for 24 hours and you're out give me a break you weren't in anything you well, lost in Game One Sixty Three.
1: In the AL Central, then, because that'd be something we would definitely have to deal with if there was any other division.
2: Yeah, certainly. Can will you imagine if three teams from a division made the playoffs?
1: It's very possible well, the AL West. It's possible now. You know, a better chance of it right now.
0: We were we were getting uh, we were running short on time on the pact on Monday when you had me on. But uh, yeah. if if you if you run that back at a seven fifty nine, I was telling you the Mariners will make this. will make this. The, the Orioles I... are making it. The Mariners, Angels. And Oakland, and I said that the Angels would beat the Mariners in in a, in a rush type of thought on Monday. But I'm gonna I'm gonna amend my statement, and I'm gonna go back to Seattle. Austin Jackson. They need, yes, that sounds like a like a like a mediocre pickup. They needed desperately a right handed leadoff so bat.
2: So you don't like Kansas City at all. You no, just no. But you know what team I really do like that I didn't get to mention myself. Toronto, and I know Toronto's lost four in a row. Toronto's a good team. They have a great offense.
0: They might be the streakiest team in baseball.
2: Without a doubt, because that's their offense. And we're in Encarnacion, Jose Reyes, Joey Batista. Joey Bats. So, you know, they have a great team. I like their staff, and more importantly, I like their offense. And I like what they're doing in Toronto. So that's why I don't think that Seattle gets there. But, you know, if Seattle does get there, Detroit's got to watch out for them because that's a team that could surprise a lot of people if they get by the Angels. Because if they get by the Angels, in my opinion, that opens the door for Detroit. I know I just said you have to watch out for the Mariners, but that opens the door for Detroit because you pull out an Angels team because one of that team in the AL West will be in that playoff for the wild card. And you said it. Rich, you said it as well. It's anyone's game. So if if you take out the Angels early in the playoff, one team that I think can stymie Detroit, then maybe we're talking World Series.
0: Certainly, could be. I ran in, I ran across one of the one of the wackier stats, and and I'm saying that okay. even 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 in baseball terms, and I and Rich, if you know, we're all baseball guys. You yeah. know, you know how we like these numbers. Get the this.
1: That's everything. I mean, love it.
0: On August 5th, 2006, the, the first World Series uh, for the Tigers since '84. Pudge hit a walk-off home run versus Fausto Carmona en route to the first playoff trip in over a decade. Yeah. That was in Against the Indians, Sin- right? Correct. Yeah. And the Indians. In, 2000- in 2012, again August 5th, Miguel Cabrera hit a walk-off home run versus Chris Perez. In August, on August fifth of two thousand thirteen, again, if you remember that huge home run Avila hit when the Tigers were down two to one in Cleveland, and and the and it was a oh, four t- game set.
2: Tiger fans are done ripping Avila, or is this? I, Man, no, I don't. A- I don't
0: think so. Yeah, I think they're just on the bandwagon for tonight. But by tomorrow, <laughs> week, the, yeah,
2: it's a weekly thing. <laughs>
0: exactly, and I can't even handle <laughs> you guys that. are nuts. But yeah, but okay. So in two thousand thirteen, Avila three run home run top of the ninth when they're down two to one to beat Chris Perez and the Indians. Four to two, and again on August fifth of two thousand fourteen this year, David Price's debut, Alex Avila once again twelfth inning go ahead home run. It's is there something about this day, like four four go ahead home runs in the ninth?
1: I like to think that it's just something that the Tigers maybe August is their month where they say let's buckle down and just get this division in hand because months past August has usually been the time where we're starting to fall apart and that. Divisions, that tighten it up it's not so much this year but maybe it's you know something snaps in this team they say you know we're two months away from a last year it's time to sit down and work on this
0: definitely could be because that's a week after the a week after the trade deadline six days actually and every single season maybe not quite like this year with the david price move but the tigers are always making some sort of move at the deadline whether it's a johnny peralta or price soria what have you right so that that definitely could be.
2: That's a
1: great stat, Tony. I love it.
2: Are tigers Thank you. Fan, Are tigers fans done ripping Yakim Soria yet? Are they still saying he sucks? Tigers.
1: Oh, we never said. What are you talking about?
2: No, but you know, you I'm I'm, I'm I'm Richie. I'm listening to to maybe not you guys. A lot of tiger fans. Oh, Soria's coming in the game because he had a couple bad starts. Yeah. Let this guy settle in in his new stripes. He's a tiger I think, now.
1: I think anyone who rips Soria this early in his Detroit Tigers' career is nuts, and you shouldn't be listening to him in the first And, you
2: know, look at Joe Nathan. He's This guy's a vet, one of the best closers, really, of our generation. He's a great closer. He's finally to settle in. And if you pitch the way he pitched last night, which he's been doing for about a month now, a little in a month and a couple weeks, if he plays like that and pitches that way, Detroit is going to be very deep, how, deep bullpen. How
0: Whoa. are you, you going to beat them? them being obviously the Tigers, when they're running out either Price, Scherzer, Verlander, or Anibal, who's going seven, maybe Porcello as well. And then you got Chamberlain, who has been flawless all year. Soria finding his own. Nathan has more than found his own for, like you just said, over a month and a half. Richie said it. The Tigers don't have a middle relief. They're one of the only teams. They have back-end guys and And, starters, and it it,
2: it could work. And here's what you fail to mention. I want to ask this to both of you guys. Obviously, in a a playoff, you only... Now, for the DS, you need three starters. So your ALDS roster, you're going to have to put two starters in that rotation in the bullpen. ALCS... Now, now, I'm assuming someone pitches on three days rest in the DS, which they will do. Now, in the CS, you're going to need four. So let me ask you this. Obviously, you know which two starters are going into the bullpen for the DS. That's obvious. Or is it? But let me ask you this. In the ALCS... What pitcher is going to the rotation Or to the bullpen rather
0: Richie you take that one first
1: Because Tony earlier said that Verlander should be a number 2 starter On an earlier podcast And I'm curious Go ahead Tony yes, much
0: Okay I was uh, I don't know if you guys have been wat- Watching my boy Justin Verlander re- Recently He's slowly but surely yeah, tr- fi- yeah. Finding his form yeah, again Yeah he's throwing
2: balls To Kate Upton's in the stand That's yep. what he's doing
0: So do you do you blame him for that? That was a nice move
2: No but we all know Every time he's around Kate Upton He sucks he does. This is true. But he's he's blowing guys away with
1: that ninety five mile an hour in the seventh inning. It's flawless, that's, Tony. I love it. That's
0: I I th- I think he's con- I think he's coming back to form. If we're and if we're and that was obviously who we were alluding to as the 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 one of the two who's going to the bullpen and joining Porcello, yes, and Annie Ball Sanchez and Price and Scherzer would all remain in the rotation. However, if you're going to a four I can I can't even discuss Justin Verlander in the bullpen. I, that that has never happening. crossed my it's not mind. Happening. It will, it won't it won't. Because, I, it will not 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 I'll, know.
2: And I'll tell you why it won't happen in my opinion. Because forget the fact that he's paid a boatload of money cuz I think it's truly performance Justin Verlander dominates in the in the postseason. More importantly, he dominates against Oakland. He kicks Oakland's behind in the postseason. He is dominant. So for me, you have in no particular order, Scherzer. Yeah, I'll do it in this order. I'll put Scherzer game one. I'll put Price game two, and I'll put Verlander game three. And the only reason I'll do that is to split, put the lefty in the middle. You put those two guys, Porcello and Anibal Sanchez, in the bullpen for the DS, but for the CS, it's a no. For me, you gotta move Rick Porcello
0: to the bo- to the pen, and and
2: and and that stinks. And it's not that Rick Porcello isn't a great starter. He's having a breakout year, in my opinion. We were talking about breakout years on the pack. This is a breakout year for Rick Porcello. It's just this is the most stacked rotation we've seen in our generation, in my opinion, probably since the 90 Braves teams. Smoltz, yeah.
0: Smoltz, Glavin, and um, oh, my goodness, Maddox. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So when you look at it, it stinks. But you know what? I will move Porcello to that bullpen.
0: What a—and, I mean, oh, poor us, Detroit Tigers. We have too many dominant pitchers. I mean, it's— it's the best problem to have.
2: Yeah, it, it not only is it a great problem to have, but look at other base, look at other clubs. Their rotation blows. <laughs> the Mets have a terrible rotation. I only bring up the Mets because I'm a disgraced fan. But you look at that rotation. It's, I know you're saying young. You look at other teams in your division. What's Kansas City doing in that? I you got- know what's what's Cleveland doing? Cleveland, the White Sox, I'd say they're Cle- throwing Adam Dunn out, so they are lost.
0: <laughs> I would say Cleveland actually has the second best rotation, and I mean obviously it's nowhere near the Tigers, but with uh, they got a bunch of young arms there that is really good, and I think Corey Kluber is the next breakout pitcher, and he's already having a stellar year. But Cor- Corey Kluber, he he owns the Tigers, owns them.
2: I mean, there's just one guy that I'm looking for in your division, in the Tigers division I'm talking about, AL Central, is I love James Shields. And I know big game James, baby, with that 4-3-4, very quiet but sneaky good ERA, James Shield, and a five game over five hundred, really one game back of that wild card. I think Kansas City's a team, you say no way, I think that's a team you look out for. Yep.
0: Yeah and i've have certainly been waiting for Kansas City to, to turn that corner because i look at Kansas City in the way i used to look at at the 0304 Detroit Tigers going into 06 when they finally turned that corner. You can't root against this team cuz they have never done anything wrong to you. They've never beaten up on anyone. They've never they've never stolen a playoff spot from you. They're they're a settler dweller and they're finally trying to have their moment. And go ahead for it, Kansas City. Take your shot. Billy Butler hitting his 6th home run. On August, and you think you're making the playoffs? Stop it!
2: Stop well, it! Well, you know what? It, it, that team is just built differently. Billy Butler has had a a bad year. They've had some injuries with Eric Hosmer, but you know their team with Alex Gordon. They just got a knick knack team that I love, and I love what Ned Yost has done there, because Kansas City is a team that isn't getting a lot of credit. They're sneaky good, a decent rotation. It's obviously not Detroit but with Jason Vargas, a very formidable four man. It's not bad, and Danny Duffy's been pitching decent. So I I like Kansas City, and I like it. I know Danny Duffy's six and ten, but I don't put decisions really factoring anymore. When when Felix Hernandez won that Cy Young at twelve and twelve, but Danny Duffy's throwing a two three nine ERA. Answer fit that's your fifth starter. So he's, and good. he's good. So they're good as well. He's a young kid. So don't sleep. All I'm saying is, watch out. Kansas City might do something.
0: All right, Richie, I got a, uh, I got a question for you. As you were alluding earlier, you weren't so sold on the, on the necessarily on the Smiley Jackson p- price trade. Yes. That's, that is correct. Okay. So now after watching Torrey Hunter get plunked on the hand. Uh, the, the Tigers are wearing thin at outfielders. You got J.D. Martinez, who's an everyday starter. Rajay, right. who's an everyday starter. And now with Torrey Hunter Hurt, uh, Ezekiel Carrera and Don Kelly for the next, I don't know, maybe week or so are going to be kind of mix and matching. When just two weeks ago, there was also Austin Jackson there. Dirks was on the way back, who, for those who don't know, left the game on August 5th um in a rehab assignment after he felt tightness in his hamstring chasing a fly ball a little quick fact there. Mm-hmm. But now the Detroit Tigers, this 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 outfield that was too deep at every spot is now there's two there's two outfielders and you got a platoon right field.
1: Yeah, I mean I wasn't really I wasn't really sold on Carrera until I saw him make that ridiculous diving play. That was, was guys, an unbelievable catch. Right. Oh my god, that was an amazing play. From the Jackson from the left he left his feet.
2: That was unbelievable. Uh,
0: yeah, no, certainly. I, not that Jackson's on a fantastic fielder. Jackson probably isn't making that catch. Yeah, but, but, uh, but who ahead.
1: is
2: making that catch?
1: I mean, okay. What? Well, Tory's day to day now. I think so. I mean, maybe not even a week. I think we're okay. We get through it. JD Martinez has proved, I think, at this point that he's more than capable of keeping that 300 average up. You know, in left field, right field, wherever he plays. And with Rajay in center, I think he's going to settle down. And I think it's okay. You put Carrera, brand left or right. Play down, Kelly's obviously not going to do anything spectacular, but he's going to keep the eight or nine spot in the lineup, you know, solid, get on base every once in a while. I don't think it's as big of a deal as we should make it out to be. I don't think. Also, I don't think Durst is coming back anytime soon. Durst and hand, you know, you hear about them, they're coming up, and then he you gets you get sent back to the DL. I don't think they're ready anytime soon. So, if, if we give it a week, I'm not. A, I'm not. My you know,
2: my big thing, DL. and I, I got to agree with Richie, and I'm curious to know what Richie thinks as well. Uh, when you look at it, they made this deal for Austin Jackson. I liked Austin Jackson. I really did. I thought he was great. You don't have a replacement for him. So, to me, it scares me because I understand he was just starting to hit. You leave a big defensive void. You weaken your lineup by strengthening your rotation. I'm okay with the deal, but to me, because they got him for they got priced for a steal, but you lose your starting center fielder with no replacement. Or, bait. you just it, to, to me, it doesn't make sense because I would have much rather traded prospects than Austin Jackson. I mean that. Because you lose your you lose big league talent, but then again, look at the flip side. Tampa wants big league talent, and I know he ended up going to Seattle, but they want a big league. I, I, I'm giving away Castellanos if I can versus giving away Austin Jackson, and I know I'm saying that, and everyone's like, whoa, Castellanos hasn't done much for me, but Austin Jackson has. I know this season, fine. But would you rather give away Castellanos? I would versus an Austin Jackson.
1: I'm gonna have, wait, did I have something in my ear? Did you say Nick Castellanos? Give him up for what do you think? You know, can.
2: Why? What has he done for me? What has he done?
1: He, he saves Cabrera's groin probably for the first part of that. He's he's Luke Cabrera from the other side of the diamond to make sure that he's going to stay healthy. He's not raging, you know, falling on the ground every other play to make an average play at third base. You know, even with Cassianos, who can hit for power at what is he at, 250, right now?
2: Yeah, is it? Yeah, it's yeah, a 259.
1: It's not, he, he's giving Kopera the ability to, you know, sort of take it easy on the field in the first base. He's providing power. He did that early in the season. He hit a couple home runs. Sure, that he has the ability to go yard and can hit for power when he can, but I think the, it's more the, a defensive ability.
2: Yeah, probably, offensive. but the only reason why I'm saying it, it's easier to find a better third baseman. I don't know what Detroit's finances are like, but to me, it seems like they have a pretty loose pocket. So oh, yeah. you, you can <laughs> go you can go out and acquire a third baseman. You can patch that up. Acquiring a good center fielder with some pop is tough. I so I understand center field's a power position, but so is third base. And yes, fine. Save Cabrera. Cabrera can play third base fine. He can play third base fine. Cabrera plays three positions for you if you include DH. Same thing with Victor Martinez. Plays three positions That's for you. Here. Catcher, first base, DH, if you include it. That's the only reason why I'm saying it. He's 22. I understand he's 260 hitting, 7-0 runs, 41 RBIs, showing a lot of pop at my age, 22 years old, which is impressive. But to me, it's just easier to place that than an Austin Jackson. That's the only reason why I'm saying it. I I don't
1: think that this organization has groomed him for so many years. He's been the prospect we've heard about since, God, I don't know, 2011 maybe. I just don't think he's one of those guys that you can give up on so early in his career when he has the potential to be an incredible player at third base.
0: And additionally to that, for me, what I take away is I just can't. Yes, we're yes, this is kind of the the all in World Series or bust for this year mentality. But you trade Corey Canable and Jake Thompson to, to Texas when you got Joaquin Soria. Those are your three and those are your three and four prospects in the organization, yeah. I believe. And then. I'm I'm blanking on on the gentleman's name, the shortstop who we traded Matt something or other in the in the price trade. Forgive me for uh, forgetting, uh, but he was he was our sixth best prospect, Detroit's sixth best prospect. So trading three top six prospects already. If you're giving up Castellanos, who's no longer a prospect but was nice the up. number one for for the last three years, I mean that's that, that's almost that's almost everything that's that's left. After Willie Adams, this year. Willie Adams. Thank you, Willie Adams.
2: But he's a Class A shortstop.
0: You see what I'm saying?
2: This kid's years away.
0: Yeah, and and I'm
2: so over that the
0: that type, that yeah that Class A potential is. Uh, I, oh, mean, I mean I mean that's hit or miss. But Corey, Corey Knebel, he's high A. <laughs> right. Corey Knebel was he he was found himself in a Detroit Tigers uniform <laughs> this year, and I believe in April. So did Jake Thompson. Check me on that. I but. Can.
1: I think you're right about that. But
0: so, yeah, we, so I mean, these these guys aren't just prospects. There's a reason they're three and four. They're high up there because these guys are about to are about to break through. Is all speculation, all
2: speculation though.
1: Right. Something that the Tigers definitely haven't been, you know, the best at is the farm system. We've been picking up people from other teams, especially Florida and Seattle, dipping into their trade prospects for the last few years now. Because you know the Mudheads have turned out what two, maybe three people who played every day for the Tigers in the last five years. Not a whole lot.
0: Right, so it's hard hard to give it up when, when seems when it seems to be there. If it ain't broke, don't fix it.
1: But I, but I agree. I mean, this is the all in year, and anybody who's watched Tiger for more than a week knows that. The way I agree. Dombrowski is training people. It's just this is 2014 is going to be our year because 2015 we're losing, we're losing everything.
0: I'm glad that you uh, that you mentioned the name Dave Dombrowski because had had we gone this whole. Ep- episode without mentioning his name that would have been a disgrace and shameful and just pure blasphemy really i would like to take this moment to thank you sir dombrowski you have given me moments of hope that no other team has and i have faith that this is the year as you said rich they're doing it it's all the way there's no more no missing pieces no a to z one to ten Connect the dots. I'm out. I'm out of metaphors and analogies and and all of that.
2: No more metaphors for you.
0: No, no. Th- it wasn't a long list. That litany was pretty quick. But I mean, it's just Dombrowski does it to me. He just gets. I brought head. him up
2: early on the podcast, though. Yeah, awesome. Did
0: you? Did you? Thank you. Because I,
2: I gave him a shout out.
0: Dd. All right. Well, that will wrap it up for another episode of Tiger Talk. I assure you, there is men. There are many more coming in the next couple of weeks. Thank you for sitting down with me, Rich. I love getting to talk with you.
1: Tony, it's not one day I'm going to come to that studio, and we're going to sit down and we're going to have an awesome Tiger
0: talk. Certainly will. And <laughs> as always, well, not always, as for sometimes, thank yeah. you to our guest, Anthony, Mr. Fino, Serafino.
2: Thanks, Tony. It's always good being on here, talking a little Tigers with you clowns. I do enjoy it. Hopefully the Tigers can get some things done and achieve some big-time goals this season.
0: Well, I got some good f- news for you, bud. They certainly will. Tiger's well on their way, part of the way through August. As for Tony Garcia, Richie Casolino, Anthony Serafino, this was Tiger Talk. I'm out.